0: Good morning from Beirut, Lebanon. This is Mina Now. It's Friday, November 6th, and this is your daily morning briefing. Starting off with the main news in Lebanon today, first off, the absence of communication between senior officials on the cabinet formation process has ruined any hope for the formation of a new government soon. Now amid a strict shroud of secrecy imposed by Hariri and the presidential palace in Babda on the cabinet formation efforts, an official source close to the process said the formation remains stumped by differences over who controls three key ministries. These include the public works, the health, and the telecommunications. Now, in response to recent reports, head of the Marada movement, Sliman Frangieh, also denied reports claiming he demanded specific ministerial portfolios in a new cabinet, playing a role in delaying the formation process. Lebanon was reportedly advised by international and UN parties to, quote, take over the reins and form a new government urgently needed to accompany the historic sea-border demarcation talks between Lebanon and Israel. A senior UN official reportedly confirmed to political sources that Lebanon quote has no chance but to individually form a government, noting that world countries are occupied with their own rapid internal developments, leaving no place for Lebanon on the scale of international concerns. Lebanon's central bank has been given a three month extension to hand over key documents for an external audit of accounts after missing the deadline on November 3rd. But experts say the delay was an attempt to avoid scrutiny amid a financial crisis. And now, so far, the institution has refused to open its books and accounts for the millions of dollars it controls on behalf of the state. A formal arrest warrant has been issued against the Lebanese customs chief Badri Daher. Over allegations of accepting a bribe, wasting public funds, and misusing his position to allow a drug-smuggling Saudi prince to leave Lebanon without paying a multi-million-dollar fine, now Beirut investigative judge Shadabil Abu Samra issued the warrant on Tuesday against Daher, who has already been detained for nearly three months now on accusations of willful negligence that led to the massive Beirut port explosion in August that killed more than 200 people. A Syrian refugee set himself on fire on Thursday outside the headquarters of the UN's refugee agency in Beirut's Bir Hassan. UNHCR security personnel managed to quickly extinguish the flames. The man was then transferred to Beirut's Lafit Hariri University Hospital by the Lebanese Civil Defense to receive medical care. In rounding up the news in Lebanon today, Lebanon registered a record of 2,089 new coronavirus cases and seven deaths on Thursday. The head of the Rafi Hariri University Hospital warned of more infections to come with the arrival of colder weather. And Dr. Firas Abiyad in a tweet on Thursday morning said the health ministry reported that the incidence of coronavirus has exceeded 400 cases per 100,000 people, calling it, quote, a new record. Shifting to the second segment of this episode, the region at a glance. First, Syrian President Bashar Assad has said much of his country's current economic distress is a direct result of the banking crisis in neighboring Lebanon, where many Syrian businessmen have traditionally kept their money. Now, Assad said that between $20 billion and $42 billion held by Syrians are estimated to be tied up in Lebanese banks. He spoke about this during a tour of a trade fair in Damascus with his wife. Currently, Lebanon is experiencing a serious banking crisis, which has led to the introduction of informal capital controls to combat capital flight and prop a flailing local currency. Depositors are unable to make foreign transfers, and there is a limit on how much they can withdraw. In relation to this topic on social sentiments, Assad was criticized on all social media outlets for blaming his statements. Arab journalists, media outlets and activists argued that attributing the reason of the Syrian economy's collapse to this single issue was deeply reductive and aimed to absolve the Syrian regime from its responsibility in leading the country towards their current economic situation, which many users claim is a common diversion tactic used by the regime. France on Thursday condemned what it said were, quote, declarations of violence by Turkish President Erdogan and raised the possibility of new sanctions against Ankara. Erdogan has been feuding bitterly with French President Emmanuel Macron on a number of geopolitical flashpoints and, of course, more recently on France's fight against what it calls, quote, radical Islam. Iran's supreme leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei has mocked the rancorous aftermath of election day in the United States, saying the vote has exposed the reality of its democracy. Khamenei tweeted late on Wednesday, what a spectacle. One says this is the most fraudulent election in U.S. history. Who says that? The president who is currently in office. Iraq's president ratified on Thursday a new election law aimed at giving political independence a better chance of winning seats in parliament, which is paving the way for early elections next year. Now, the new law changes each of the country's 18 provinces into several electoral districts and prevents parties from running on unified lists, which has in the past helped them easily sweep all the seats in a specific province. Now instead, the seats would go to whoever gets the most votes in the electoral districts. Drafting a new election law has been a key demand of the hundreds of thousands of protesters who have been taking to the streets in Baghdad and predominantly Shiite South since last year. A UN Women's Rights Committee has expressed alarm at the worsening health of Saudi activist Lujain al-Hathloul, who is on hunger strike in prison. Now, Ms. Hathloul began refusing to eat last month in protest at her conditions in detention. The UN committee is currently urging King Salman to order her immediate release. Ms. Hathlul was prominent in the campaign to win the right for Saudi women to drive, but was arrested only weeks before the ban was lifted in 2018. In Rounding up the news in the region, the United Nations has rebuked Israel for carrying out what it said was the biggest demolition of Palestinian homes in the occupied West Bank for a decade now. Some 73 people, including 41 children, were made homeless when their dwellings were knocked down in the Bedouin settlement of Khilbet Hamsa in the Jordan Valley. Now, the Israeli military said the structures had been built illegally. But the UN called the Israeli actions, quote, a grave breach of international law. Having said this, we have now reached the end of Mina Now's podcast episode. Thank you so much for your time. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. I'll be here every morning. This is Mina Now.